0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 704, and today I am excited, I am pumped, because I can finally let you hear this interview. And the reason why I'm saying that is because the guy that I'm about to share with you and his business was part of our five-minute pitch. He was one of our one of our contestants, then one of our runner-ups, and I've been wanting to get him on the show because I wanted to hear more and more of his story, but then also I seen that he is lacking some of the marketing stuff, and he admits that. He totally admits that, but I wanted to get him on. His name is Dave Manley. He runs a business called MMA Bobblehead, and these are not just your regular old bobbleheads that you find at like the sporting event. These are custom-made to the fighter, and and I just wanted to hear more of the story from how he got started, why he even decided to go into bobbleheads, and then from there, the vision. What was his vision, and then how did he keep going when he got so many no's? And when you hear his story, you're gonna be inspired, but also, he's the type of person that's gonna be like, listen, I'm not taking no. Like, I'm going, and we're gonna make this thing happen, and I don't care if I have to wait into a line that, uh, you know, it's got 150 people in it, and it's 105 degrees out, which, by the way, he did. I think it was 115 degrees, and he's gonna tell you all about that. But I'm actually turning this into a two-part interview. Part one is gonna be all about his story as far as how he even came up with this and then how he got through When he got all those no's and from there what was the big break what was the opening and then what is he struggling with right now in running the e-commerce business what does he need help with and then from there we're going to turn it into a coaching call a strategy call and that one is going to be part two so this episode is 704 part one 705 will be part 2 of this. And when I first started doing this, I or this interview, I didn't think it was going to be a part 1 and a part 2, but it just turned into that. So anyway, I didn't want it to be an hour and a half long. I figured I'd break it up, and this way here you'll get value in each one of these episodes. But really pay close attention, okay? Because you're going to hear that it was not easy. But He pushed through, and he'll tell you it's still not easy. He's figuring it out, but on the coaching call, the one episode that you're gonna hear after this one, we really did uncover some gold for him, and I seen it 100 miles away. He couldn't see it because he was in it, and once we identified it, he was like, oh my gosh, Like, why haven't I done that? So now what he's going to do is he's going to apply what we talked about, and then from there, he's going to come back on another episode later and give us an update, and I can't wait for this, but I can't wait for you to hear this because Dave got a lot of energy, good friend of mine now. Actually, I'm going to be meeting up with him in San Diego here and having lunch with him, just a cool guy, and uh, he's just just an all-around great guy and just someone that you want to be around. He's got a lot of energy, Um, so I love being around those types of people. So I'm going to stop talking so we can jump in here. Now, before we do, though, I did want to remind you, I talk all about building a brand. He's building a brand. He's trying to get attention in that market, and he's getting attention, but he can get a lot more, and we're going to dive into that in part two. But if you're looking to build a brand, okay, I would strongly suggest you check out our upcoming live event Called Brand Accelerator Live. If you've not grabbed your ticket yet, if you've been putting it off, now is your little reminder to go grab your ticket. Brandacceleratorlive.com. We're gonna be talking about how to take our business to the next level, how to optimize what we currently have really not working harder in the business, but working smarter, and then how do we grab attention? How do we get traffic? How do we diversify revenue streams? Everything that I'm really talking with Dave about here in this interview and in, in this two-part interview is has a lot to do with building a brand, and everything that we talk about here is we're gonna go really deep at the live event. So if you have not grabbed your ticket, Now is your chance. Go grab it, brandacceleratorlive.com while they're still available. All right, so guys, let's go ahead and listen to this interview. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Dave is awesome, and be ready, be ready, because he's got a lot of energy, and him and I, well, we got a lot of energy together, so good things can happen here, all right? So hopefully you can get some of that energy and take it on with you in your day, but just be inspired, but then also Think about things that you can do in your business right now by listening to his story. All right, so guys, sit back, relax, enjoy this interview that I did with my good friend Dave Manley. Hey, Dave, welcome to the podcast, my friend. I had to wear the hat today because of course. I'm 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 supporting you, man.
1: Thank you, Scott. I'm so happy. I, I I I turned tuned you on. You got the hat on representing. Oh yeah! Thank you so much, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, <laughs> it's it's awesome, and uh, I'm excited to have you on. I think you're a lot like me, man. You're full of energy. You're just like ready to go, and um, it just happens that you're in the uh, MMA uh, type world, so that kind of suits you very well.
1: <laughs> Scott, listen, listen, we're, we're kindred spirits. You know, it was, Scott, I got to tell you, it was three years ago this month in July of 2016 that I came up with this crazy idea, right? And it was right after that that I started searching for podcasts to listen to because I knew nothing uh-huh. about any of this, I mm-hmm. knew nothing about bobbleheads, and I especially knew nothing about e-commerce. So the first podcast I found was Steve Chews. The second was Scott Volkers, the amazing seller. Oh, wow. I, I I totally uh, b- binge listened to all you uh, all your podcasts, and so I feel like I know you. And 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 one of the things I I feel about you, Scott, I feel like I'm back in high school, and you're the you're the varsity coach. You know? <laughs> you're, but but you're the you're the cool varsity. Am I the coach. cool you're, guy
0: though? Yeah. I I just see my – bo- I just seen my varsity coach and he's like 75 years old, dude. Come on.
1: <laughs> no, 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 You're not my varsity coach. You're a, a varsity all right, coach. All right, all right, so, all right. But one thing I want to say is you're not the jerk varsity coach. Right. You know how there's always the oh, one yeah. that just busts your chops and oh, makes yeah. you run and yeah. ask you how your grades are? Then there's that varsity coach that asks you how you are. Yeah. And he puts his arm around you yeah. and encourages you. That's you, Scott. Yeah. And that's why I feel like, you know, there's a awesome. good connection
0: here. I, I appreciate that. That does mean a lot. And, you know, I did have a varsity coach. Uh, and, uh, he was, he was a good guy, but, uh, you know, it was funny cause now that you bring that up, it brought back a, a memory of mine. I was on the, uh, the JV uh, football team. I was on the varsity as well. But when I was on the JV team, they used to take us and use us as the skeleton crew for the varsity team. And they used, we used to get our, you know, our brains beat yeah. by the varsity. We were just like, just ragdolls to get beat up. And, um, I remember they used to, this one guy, he was like the varsity assistant and he used to, just blatantly overthrow the ball and not even allow us to be able to like intercept it. And, and it was like, he was setting us up for failure and I hated that guy. And I don't say hate that much, but he belittled me. He belittled other players and I'm like, not back then, but I was like, now I'm like, if I have any impact on anyone, any youth, any, any, just anybody that's looking up to you, I would never do that. Like it's so counter intuitive to do that. So anyway, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, Scott? It transfers over
1: to the e-commerce world because there are many coaches out Mm -hmm. there and there are many systems out there and there's snake oil salesmen Mm -hmm. out there and those are the jerk coaches. Mm. Those are the guys that bust your chops and get your money and all they want to do is get in your front pocket Mm -hmm. and pull out your wallet and pull out that $100 bill. And that's why I appreciate you and Mike and Steve and all the coaches out there that really genuinely Mm. care about their students. And uh, it's an honor to be on your show.
0: Yeah, no, listen, is awesome, and uh, I just love your story. So we are gonna just let people know that uh, we're gonna let them hear a little bit of your backstory. But I also want to let people know that you were a finalist on the five minute pitch, and that yeah. was an amazing, an amazing show, an amazing journey. Um, I'll give a little plug here to that show. If you guys have not checked it out, you're gonna probably want to go back and listen. It's on YouTube, it's on iTunes, um, now on podcast. Definitely go check it out. A, gl- a lot of great contestants. Dave was one of them, and um, you know, I, as soon as I seen your business, I was excited. We were all excited about your Thank business, you. and I'm still excited because I think you are not even tapping into your potential, and we're going to talk about that today. I wanted to really turn this into an interview slash coaching call because I really yeah. want to give you what I feel that you can leverage and that you can utilize with the market that you're in, so let's give people a little bit of a background. Who's Dave? Okay. How did you even get into the bobblehead world? And we're not talking regular bobbleheads, by the way, guys. We're not talking about the ones you get free at Yankee Stadium for the first 16,000. We're talking about like these are handcrafted. These are like done by an artist. I mean, they're so detailed, so much time. Take us back to why did you even get into this?
1: Okay, thank you for that introduction. And and the five minute pitch was such a wonderful experience. I'm so grateful to have been a part Mm. of that. And if you guys are tuning in right now, and, and you're on the fence about listening, or moving on to the next podcast, listen, listen to this one, because I am you. Mm-hmm. I have been where you are, and you have probably been to where I am, and this is going to be an educational and awesome uh, podcast, so stay tuned to this one, okay? So my name is Dave Manley. I, I'm, a ma- I'm a massive, passionate mixed martial arts fan, and three years ago, I, I, I came up with this idea uh, of purchasing a bobblehead, right? wait. Let me take it back. I just wanted to purchase a bobblehead and I wanted to, I just wanted to buy a bobblehead of, of my favorite fighter. That's it, plain and simple. And when they didn't make it, I went on to another famous fighter when they didn't make him I went to the most famous fighter that there is and his name is Conor McGregor and even for Mm -hmm. those of you guys listening who don't know anything about mixed martial arts or you've probably heard the name Conor McGregor he's like the Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt Mm -hmm. uh, of of, of mixed martial arts when they didn't make him I sat back in my chair and I got hit with a thunderbolt of inspiration I have a a, a creative and artistic background Mm -hmm. and I'm a businessman I'm a go-getter and I I am a passionate fan. So I thought, you know, with all those things combined, I can do it. Let, well, let's just see if I can do it first. So then I started tapping into what it took to make a bobblehead. I knew nothing about bobbleheads. I knew especially nothing about e-commerce, which kind of leads me here today. But um, I spent every waking minute and hour learning about bobbleheads. And you're like, well, you're probably thinking, what the hell is there to learn about bobbleheads? But there's a lot. There's a lot. There's mm. the clay and the pose, the spring and the neck there's the 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 packaging just how it's made there's everything that you wouldn't think typically speaking like scott said first fifteen thousand fans get this bobblehead and generally speaking it looks like garbage Mm -hmm. generally speaking right for 50 years it looks like garbage and it looks like garbage because the sports team doesn't have to make it look good because everyone's going to come for that crappy bobblehead it puts butts in seats Mm -hmm. it sells beer and and attendance goes skyrocketing. so why should they put art and craftsmanship and Mm -hmm. care into what's already a tried and trued uh uh, formula Mm -hmm. so so during my early part of the journey of making bobbleheads it hit me Mm -hmm. i had an epiphany and the epiphany was why why do bobbleheads have to look so bad why can't (laughs) someone like me come in and put extensive heart and soul but most importantly art and Mm. craftsmanship into these things and make them look so much better Mm. so i set out to do that Mm. so long story short um it took me about a year to finally get enough confidence in my bobblehead making ability to go out and start hitting the fighters up. Mm. But there was a big problem, Scott. It's like, how do you just call a super duper popular fighter? That's the question I'm having. Yeah yeah so like if i'm making a you know a lebron james something or yeah. a clayton kershaw something i know that there's avenues to get to them that are probably you know pretty uh self-explanatory he's got an agent he's got a manager you know he's got a whatever sure. uh, so with mixed martial arts fighters they don't a lot of these guys don't really have that it's the fastest growing sport in the world by far scott mm-hmm. but still a lot of these guys ride solo mm-hmm. the 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 top Five percenters, they have managers, agents, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, my thing was, well, Dave, okay, I'm ready to ask, but how do I ask? Mm -hmm. Who do I ask? Where do I ask? So, I started getting as creative as possible. I started Mm -hmm. thinking outside the box what would it take to get in front of these guys? And I would do whatever it took Scott. Mm. And, um, I think that's a good theme of, for e-commerce and everyone that's starting off in e-commerce. Um, you have to think about what it will take and what are you willing to do? Mm. Um, and so I was willing to do anything Mm. and I did anything. I I'm, I'm, I'm looking back on it now. I can laugh Mm. during the time. I was embarrassed as all hell. Why were you embarrassed? uh, Well, I I was embarrassed because I was doing whatever it took to see these guys. And I was being a little bit, you know, I'm, Scott, I was in my early 40s. I'm okay. a financial advisor by trade. Yeah. I manage tens of millions of dollars, okay? okay? Yeah. Uh, I wear a suit and tie to work. Okay. And here I am in a nightclub scoping out the friend of the fighter who I see the you know uh, yeah. them hanging out. And I'm waiting until that friend peels off to go to the bathroom so I can go talk to that friend and tell him, hey, I know you're the friend of fighter Joe Blow over there. Yeah. Check out this bobblehead that I made. Yeah. Scott, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> that's creepy, Scott. Come on. This is called what it is. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's a little embarrassing, you know, when I'm standing in a three hour line with kids and, you know, when everyone's got their picture for an autograph and I got this red box, you know, this mysterious red box with a bobblehead in it, you know, it's, it's, it's creepy. Uh, but, um, you know what, Scott, it's what I had to do Mm. because if I didn't do all that stuff, I wouldn't have come out the other end. Mm. I tell my fiance all the time. I feel, I feel like, uh, I felt like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank redemption, whoever, you know, Who's mm-hmm, ever mm-hmm, seen that movie? Mm-hmm. He crawls through the 300 yards of crap, right, to get to the other side. And when he gets to the other side, he throws out his arms, and the, the rain mm-hmm. is hitting him, and he feels free. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, I'm getting there right now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm towards that moment. But back then, I was crawling through the crap, mm-hmm. Scott. And uh, so. Anyway, I, I, I was getting a lot of no's, believe it or not. Really? And I still I still don't know why. I was getting no's from fighters who aren't even in the UFC anymore. I was getting mm-hmm. no's from fighters who were fighting on the early prelim cards. And for those of you guys who don't know what that means, it means like the the appetizer fights that no one really watches. Right, right. Uh, I, yeah, so I was getting no's from those people. Really? So, I, yeah, so I spent a year of my time, Scott, and a lot of money – learning how to do this and now i'm getting no's from people who really i probably wouldn't even want to make the bubbleheads, but i'm just thinking just wet my beak a little bit just right. give me a maybe right, right so i so i'm getting these no's right what was and your now- pitch
0: though what was your pitch to them
1: Scott, my pitch was about seven seconds long, because as soon as I pitched to these guys, like the autograph lines, Mm -hmm. security would come around and say, no, you can't do that. So there's a protocol. You have your picture, you have your pen, you go up to the fighter. Hi, my name is Dave. And then they sign it. Then you move on. Super cattle call. Okay. But here, but here comes Dave with a prototype bobblehead saying, Hey Mr. Fighter, my name's Dave Manley, and I make a bobblehead and I'd love to make a bobblehead of you. I make them blah 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 blah. <laughs> and they're like, wait, wait, What, what, what,
0: yeah. <laughs> what? What?
1: You yeah. know, they all of a sudden they lift their head and look at me like all quizzical, like, what did you just say? Yeah. And then se- security would come around, nope. No, hey, you can't do that. So there was no pitch. It was just a gotcha. desperation spit out of words as fast as I And could.
0: it wasn't like you could make one specifically for that fighter because all of the work in the, the mold and all that stuff that went into it, that would have been thousands of dollars just to bring them something that they might not accept. If you could make that, that would have been different because then they're like, oh, crap, that's me in, a, in yeah. one of my poses. That might have sold it, but it's a lot of money to create that, that one bottlehead. And- and time and
1: time. Hmm. It's a, it takes, it takes dozens of hours. Hmm. So I made two iconic poses of two different fighters that everyone would know. Okay. And that's what I was showing them. Okay. Um, so um, the pitch was not much of a pitch whatsoever. Okay. Um, quick story. It was 115 degrees in one of the lines and the line was uh, two and a half, three hours long. I waited and I was getting no, 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 not even maybes. And the the biggest fighter there, his name was Tony Ferguson. He is actually uh, he's actually the interim champion right now. He I was getting escorted out by security. Cause they already had told me no, a bunch of times they mm-hmm. told me if I ask one more fighter for, um, to show them this bobblehead, I'm going to get escorted out. But this was Tony Ferguson and I couldn't, you know, I had to ask. Yeah. It's just non-negotiable yeah. for me. Right. So I asked <laughs> and I'm getting escorted out. They're saying, all right, let's go. You're leaving. So they come and they surround me. And Tony Ferguson says, no, hold on. And he says, let me see that. And I show him, I show him that. And the security guys are right on my side, big guys. And I show them, He goes, this is pretty cool. He says, "Uh, DM me on Instagram. I want to talk to you. And I said, okay. And they escorted me right out the door. I I DM'd him. He got back to me. And about a week later... I drove up to where he lived in Orange County and we ended up talking for about an hour and a half over uh, Starbucks. Nice. And he said, he said, the only reason I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you because i never do this because I have a manager and agent that, that does all of this yeah, for me. Yeah. The only reason I'm talking to you is because I saw that you were sweating. I knew it was 115 degrees out there. I knew that line was three hours long and I love your hustle. So I'm going to give you the respect of meeting you for coffee. Oh,
0: wow!
1: So uh, that was like probably the first breakthrough. Nothing ever came of that. Really? Uh, Yeah, no, nothing ever came of that. And that's okay. What Um, was his
0: reasoning on saying he didn't want his own bobblehead?
1: He, well, when we passed, when we, when we finally shook hands, I mean, he was, it was a, it was a yes all the way out. And now looking back, maybe it was just a polite yes or whatever. But at the time, Scott, he doesn't know me. Mm. He he. I haven't made a bobblehead yet. Mm. I'm a guy that he met in a line, so I don't blame him. You know, mm. he would have been the first. Okay. A lot of guys gave me that reason, like, "Hey, look, what you're doing is cool, but mm. you know, why don't you make a few other guys first? You okay. know, okay. I, I'm I'm a you know I'm a superstar. Well, okay. they did not want to say that, but they're like, right. you know, I got you know, it's experiment. I don't want to be your uh you, you, your, your guinea um, pig yeah, your yeah. guinea pig. Right. You know, and okay. um, so guys would actually say. Those exact words to mm. me, okay. and other guys would kind of dance around that. Maybe that's where he was, but anyway, that was a no. And the first yes came around when it was about four degrees of separation. A friend of a friend of a friend knew this fighter, uh, my okay. favorite fighter, and the, and that guy reached out and he said, "I want to meet you for the artwork to see the artwork. What you're? I heard you're doing good art, mm. and I showed him, and he said yes." Once he said, yes, my life changed. Mm. He was so he's so influential within the sport. He's so uh, uh, revered and respected Scott that Mm. I did such a good job for him. Other fighters just like I want that, too. And it was back then that my life changed forever.
0: Mm. And so let's just let's just uh, address uh, what I think is pretty obvious. But to some people might not be you. You were you were not going to take a no for an answer. Like, no. there, there is no way you're just kept pressing on, pressing on, pressing on. And there's these I call them take action moments. There's like moments that you continually take action. And then this moment changes everything.
1: Scott, there's an old saying in in combat sports. I think Mike Tyson made uh, did the saying, And it's it says everyone's got a great plan until they get punched in the face. (laughs) And Scott, you have Mm -hmm. to be ready to get punched in the face, punched in the gut, knocked down, stomped on. And if you're not willing to give everything you have Mm -hmm. to get back up, clench your fist and punch back, then get the hell out right now Mm -hmm. because e-commerce is not for you. Mm -mm. Don't waste your time because you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get totally destroyed. You're going to, you never know what is right around the corner, Mm. Scott, in Mm e-commerce, right? And you know, in in a lot in life too, but Mm -hmm. mostly in e-commerce and because you're just starting out, you don't know what you don't know. So right, right around the corner, someone could hand you a pot of gold and you're just like, yes, I did it. But someone, Mm -hmm. you turn the corner, someone could punch you right in the nose. Right. Right. And, And if you're not ready, if you're not willing to fight back, right. Stop now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm here to tell you, Scott, that you, you have to have a do not give up attitude. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be willing to walk through the fire and crawl through the crap and do whatever it takes mm. to become successful because Scott, this isn't easy. No, It's not easy. I see the Facebook ads out there, Scott. I I see people out there uh, driving the Ferraris, the 26-year-olds living on the house on the hill. And it gets me so frustrated, Scott, (laughs) because they're selling you uh, snake oil. Sure, maybe it worked for him. Sure. Okay. But – everyone is not him. And mm. most people are probably like you and I, Scott, mm. we take it one day at a time. Yep. We work hard. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and you have to treat it like a job. You mm. cannot put it in cruise control. You can't relax. You have
0: to go full steam. Mm. And if you're not willing to do that, stop now. Mm. No, I, I love it. And uh, I love that you brought up that. And I know who you're referring to. I'm not going to mention the person, but um, yeah, there's always like a red flag too. When you see someone that's teaching like four different business models yeah, And then you're like, well, wait a minute here. Weren't you just saying that Amazon was last week and that no, and now it's Shopify and oh, now it's drop shipping and oh, now it's this. That's like one clue. So if you're listening and you're following people like that, be careful. Um, so I, I love it, though, that it's like, man, like you're just you're like one of the fighters in a sense, right? Like you are number one, you're passionate as heck about Mm -hmm. this. And I think you're just passionate as heck about what you're excited about. Like you're going to make it happen no matter what. And I think this right here up to this point shows you, shows everyone that you just have this drive inside of you that is not going to give up. And I want people to feel that energy. I want them to experience that energy. And just because Dave has it and I have, it doesn't mean that you can't have it. Surround yourself with like-minded people like this And uh, and you'll you'll start to, uh, you know, you'll start to feel it as well. So,
1: Scott, let me interrupt you really quick. And I just want to wrap up this
0: thought because I don't want people to think,
1: oh, Scott Volker, Dave Manley. These guys are just born that way or these guys. Listen, I I am just as lazy as the next guy. I love (laughs) to watch football and drink beer and eat pizza and not do anything. Right. You know what I mean? But when you get hit with the thunderbolt of passionate, uh, a passion project or something that you really believe in, whether it's charity mm-hmm. or dating a new gal mm-hmm. or, get, or buying that new, car, whatever, you experience this feeling. And mm-hmm. if you can channel that energy and that mm-hmm. passion towards something that can make you money and give you financial freedom, mm-hmm. then you got to go for it. You got to turn up the heat and you mm-hmm. got to fall in love with it because if you don't, it's going to be a rough ride.
0: No, at, no, no. You're it's spot on, man. It's it's totally spot on. And I, I agree 100 percent. So let's let's dive into. OK, so that moment changes. Boom. Everything changes because you kept going. You kept going. You get a yes. Yeah. What happens what? after the the one? Yes. Take me through that.
1: Uh, what happens after the one? Yes, is Dan Henderson the guy that I made it, uh, the bobblehead out of was so enamored by the artwork and what I did for him and how it was so different mm. that Dan couldn't help but saying, Hey, listen, I want to help you. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to, who, who do you want to talk to? I can get Chuck Liddell. I can get, you know, hall oh. of famer, a hall of famer B. I don't want to mention names right mm-hmm. now. Cause I'm making right, them right, right now. Right um, or, or Bruce Buffer or Brian Ortega or all these people that I, I made. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There he is right there. I got he's him. Great. Hold on a minute. I got to grab him. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Well, he's grabbed. This is the box right
0: here. There he is. So if you guys uh, yeah. are listening to this on the podcast, you're gonna have to go over to the YouTube channel and, and see this or go to the blog. But, uh, yeah, man, look yeah. at the detail. Look at the card. Yeah, I mean, that is just freaking awesome. I mean, yeah, I just yeah. absolutely love it, man. I mean, you do such great work. It's so, thank awesome. you. Thank you. And one thing I wanted to mention specifically about the
1: bobbleheads, for those of you who are listening and and you don't see the bobblehead, is what I'm doing, guys, is I'm working side by side with the fighters. So it's not Dave Manley's interpretation of how I think the bobblehead should look, mm. how I think the fans would accept this bobblehead. Right. I don't move to phase two without the fighter approving phase one, right. same with phase three and four and five, mm. all the way to the box design. So when we get to the box, I sit down with the fighter and I say, what, what give me what you would think would be a great representation of you. Mm. Sometimes it's all about fighting mm. and their mixed martial arts uh, uh, career and how they have have the respect for the mixed martial arts. But someone like, say, like Brian Ortega, there's zero markings on the box of mixed martial arts. He's really into surfing. Mm. He's really into the California lifestyle. Love it, so, what, so what we did is we made a, a retro surfing box. It has awesome. nothing to do with martial arts. Right, right. It, so when you, when you like take a step back and you look at that process, mm. I think to myself, who else is doing that? And when has someone else done that? Mm. And the answer is nobody. And the answer is never. Mm. I have never been able to, uh, re- well, maybe it's happened before, but I can't think of a time where I can buy something from my sports hero, knowing that their finger was on the pulse of making that from A to Z, mm. where you buy it, you get a note from them, a note comes each, in each side of these bobbleheads a personalized note well thought out um you know that they helped every step along the way and that's something that's really really cool for the fan
0: Mm. no that's it's awesome and your boxes are awesome i mean we've seen some of the um holiday ones too uh which were were kind of fun um but yeah so there's there's even more opportunity there but we'll get into that okay so you go ahead you they they you know they help you create it and all that stuff and then so from here how many fighters after this one. Yes. Was, was there a domino effect? Was there, I mean, like, so what happened from that point?
1: There's still a domino effect. And um, yeah, Dan clicked over the first domino. Chuck said yes. Bruce said yes. Brian said yes. Joanna said yes. Cowboy Cerrone said yes. And for those of you who don't uh, follow mixed martial arts, these are the top. These are Hall of Famers, champions, current Mm. champions, former champions. They're all saying, I'm not getting the scrubs that are coming up. I'm getting the well-established champions. So, yes. So once Bruce Buffer says yes, the voice of the octagon, Mm. been around since the very beginning. Oh, yeah. and he puts his stamp of approval on it and he goes online and he talks about how much he loves it and brings me on his show and just talks about what a great product this is. I think that really opens up the validity of mm-hmm. what I'm doing because Bruce is a shrewd businessman. Everybody knows mm-hmm. it. And if he says yes, well, if it's good for Bruce, then it's yeah. probably going to be good for other fighters. And then also with that, it's good to make friends along the way, because sometimes oh, yeah. after you get going, you still need to lean on people a mm. little bit. You still need a little bit of a nudge, a little bit of a help at hand from a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's OK to ask because you're doing good work. So, you know, Bruce helps me and Cowboy helps me. Joanna helps me. And, and 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 just to take it all the way to where it's at today, Scott, mm. um, you know, I just talked about waiting in line in 100 115 degree heat for 3 hours. Now I'm at the point where this fighter fought this past Saturday probably the hottest fighter in the U, in UFC and uh, probably not even arguable. Mm-hmm. Um I Yesterday, I decided to put it out there in the world on my Instagram, and I said, hey, I've been thinking about making a bobblehead out of this guy, and I want to make it out of this one specific pose that everybody knows about. What do you guys think? Would you be into it? Of course I know everyone would be into it, Scott. Would you be into it? And then I tagged that fighter. Mm. And then then sure as hell, yes, yes, fire emoji. Yes, 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 yes. And then about the 12th one down, it's that fighter. Mm. DM me. DM me. So I DM him 30 minutes later, and he's like, I'm going to put you in touch with my guy. Okay. You know, how how cool is that, Scott? Going from waiting in line for three hours to just half hour, hottest fighter in the UFC making a deal over over social media. Mm. It's It's unbelievable.
0: It's incredible. So, okay, up to this point, everyone is listening. We might even have to put this into a little two-parter here because that was all of, like, what got you to where you are right now. And everyone would be saying – Dave, you've got it made, man. You've got connections, <laughs> you've got bobbleheads that people want. You're raking in the cash. Everything should be perfect. You're sitting on the beach with your feet up in the air, sipping a pina colada. And that's not necessarily the case. You're still building, you're still growing. And the question that a lot of people would have is like why aren't why doesn't Dave have a massive following? Why doesn't Dave have this leverage from having connections with all of these fighters. And I mean, to the point where you can release a bobblehead and it's going to sell out multiple thousands of copies. Like why, why isn't that happening? Right. And so that's the question. And and I'm kind of teasing here a little bit, Dave, because I do think that we need to do a whole segment on that because I've got some thoughts. You've got some things that you're doing and you've admitted it. There's things that you don't know. There's things that you don't have time to market because you're busy making bobbleheads. Right. So, How do we go out there and reach the masses? How do we go out there and get this beautiful piece of art, this packaging, this experience? How do we get it out into more people's, more fans' hands? How do we do that?
1: So isn't, isn't that the million dollar question, Scott, really? And it doesn't, it's just not for bobbleheads. It's for, it's for water bottles. It, you know, it's for garlic yeah, presses. Yeah. It's, it's for, it's for everything that you want to sell. Mm. And even though I may have a private label, cool uh, a product that no one else makes, no one else can make because I have these fighters locked into a contract, even though I, you know, you may think I got this market cornered guys. E-commerce is so important, Martin, knowing how to execute a sale, Mm -hmm. knowing the optimal way on how to get the product in front of the eyeballs that you need to get in front of, knowing how to market is so important. And you know what, guys? I'm learning this way too late. (laughs) I spent so much time figuring out how to make the best bobblehead I could possibly make. I spent zero time. And when I say zero, zero time learning how to market, freight forwarding, fulfillment, website optimization, um, you know, abandoned cards, all of that stuff that Scott and all these e-commerce experts would probably start with first. And I kind of did it the opposite way. And now I feel like I'm paying the price a little bit. And that's what, you know, I, I'm looking forward to talking to Scott about this, but yes, you got to pay attention to the e-commerce portion of what you're doing.
0: Well, I mean, we, we've all heard it before, right? You can have a great product sitting in your house, you got 10 of your friends, they love it, but no one else sees it. No one else knows about it. So marketing to me is almost a little bit more important than even the product itself. You gotta have a great product, but if you know how to market it, if you know how to get attention in that market, if you know how to get it in front of the right people, there's no stopping you, right? There's, and for you, it's a massive market that's continually to grow. So if the trend is trending up, and you're coming in to me at a really good time, but how do we leverage the attention that's in that market? And how do you get more attention, even though you're you're on one of the Starfighters tour buses having a conversation, right? Like, how do you capitalize on that? And that's the big question. And I think you even want to know, how do you do a better job of what you're already doing? Because you're running in 100 different directions. That's um, right. And that's that's what I think I want to talk about here in this next section. So, Are we good? Is there anything else you wanted to add to this part of the story? Or do you want to dig into how to blow this thing up?
1: Listen, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I don't want this to stop. I want to go all day.
0: (laughs) All right, well, there you have it. There's part one of this part two interview, and the next one, we're gonna talk all about strategy and really unpacking the business, but then also, what are some low-hanging fruit opportunities that this business has? And there's quite a few, but there's a, a certain one that i seen that I think he needs to implement immediately. He is, because once I identified it and told him about it, he was like, why didn't I already think of that, right? And so sometimes, you're so far in your business, you don't zoom out enough to, to look at your business and, uh, and, and kind of see where there are some spots that you can tweak, or just seeing someone else that is, that's applied a strategy to their business, how could you apply it to yours? That's how I generally will look at that, but you're in for a treat on part two. This one here, again, you might want to go back and listen to that again, because the way that I see it is we need to be around people that have energy, that have positive energy, that have that, I'm going to go fight for what I want energy, Right. And Dave has that. And, you know, he's in the MMA world. It just kind of suits him and fits him well. But I get people that tune into the podcast say, Scott, you know, I tune in a lot of times just because I want to hear your energy. I want to hear you tell me to go take action. I want and I want to hear, you know, your thoughts of the week. Like, I want to hear that stuff because I want to be surrounded with that stuff. And I, I think it's it's a huge component to uh, to a brand's growth. And that's why I love doing these. And I'm going to try to do more of these type of interviews in the future as well. So keep an eye out for those. And if you have anybody that you think would be a good fit for the show that I might not have interviewed yet, or maybe I don't even know of that person, let me know. Reach out to me. Scott at TheAmazingSeller.com and uh, and let me know who that person is. And if I think they're a good fit, maybe I'll reach out to them and we'll get them on the show. All right. I really want this to be not just about tactics and strategies, which you're going to get in part two here, but I also want you to really understand that there's people out there that can help inspire you and motivate you and really encourage you to keep moving and go out there and build the business that's going to to create the lifestyle that you want. And speaking of being surrounded with like-minded people and really being able to zoom out out on your business and be able to then then zoom in on the parts that you want to build. Brand Accelerator Live, I can't say it enough, that event right there that we're putting together is going to do that. It's going to allow you to commit to something, number one. Number two, you're going to focus on your business for two straight days, and from there, you're going to leave with an action plan, and then we're going to make sure that you follow up on that action plan. Really, really important, but just the people, the energy, that right there is a game changer all in itself. So BrandAcceleratorLive.com, there's my little shameless plug. You should be coming if you're not already, because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be epic and depending on when you're listening to this, if tickets are still available, grab one, if they're not, get on the wait list, and we'll let you know if we have any openings, all right, so with that all being said, guys, stay tuned for part two, which will be coming right at you, if you're listening to this after the time it airs, you can go and listen to part two right away, and that episode will be 7.05, the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 704, and then like I said, we're going to be We're going to be resuming here on this conversation that I had with Dave, and we're going to go through a strategy and some tactics so he can take this business and really turn it into a massive, massive business and a huge empire. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.